first thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network, and joining me, my co-host, Stephen Young of Roto-Grinders, better known as Stevie TPF Bell, and this week, we're talking bets for the Yellowwood 500 here on Running Hot. Last weekend, William Byron stole a win away from Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson at Texas Motor Speedway after Larson spun out while racing Wallace for the lead, and then... Bubba Wallace lost the lead to Byron, as well as losing second place to Ross Chastain on that last restart. Bubba coming home third. Several playoff drivers had issues in addition to Larson's wreck. Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, they were involved in their own wrecks. Tyler Reddick didn't have a great finish. So a lot of interesting big names on the outside of the playoff picture looking in with two races left in the round, of course, this weekend at Talladega, next weekend at the Charlotte Roval. So a little bit of uh, some interesting races there as well. So Stevie, first of all, Texas, I know for me it wasn't the best mile and a half race we've had all year, but I didn't think it was that bad. You could make some passes and, you know, it was, it was certainly hard to handle your cars. We saw Larson spin out. We saw Kyle Busch have issues. What did you think of Texas, first of all, and then we'll talk playoff picture next? So I have two thoughts, right? And it's kind of like, I don't know how to put it, but like, these are my thoughts. So I'm just going to say it. Like, first, I think the tire that Goodyear brought was too safe, but I'm also happy that we didn't have a ton of tires blowing out. But with that, what I'm trying to say by that is we shouldn't have guys pulling away from guys with new tires on 25 lap old tires. Like tires need to matter a little bit. Like if you make a strategy call, on a 1.5 and your tires are 25 laps fresher than the guy that's running two cars in front of you, you should blow the doors off on the car that has 25 lap old tires. So I feel like there's still testing and stuff that needs to happen as far as like the tire test at Texas. Cause I mean, they've done a great job elsewhere, but that was my biggest takeaway. The racing, like you said, wasn't phenomenal, but it was still like, if you had a fast car, you could pass. And that's what we were kind of hoping for. So Bubba got to win that race. At the end of the day, you have to win that race. If you're in his, yeah. like his position, you got to win that race. He raced Kyle Larson super clean and just, I mean, Kyle lost it. He said that he lost it. Kyle is still plus two above the cut line. So we have, I mean, really the odds on favorite coming into this round, Kyle Larson at plus two above the cut line heading into Talladega and the Roval. He's in trouble when you look at his history on those tracks. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, I mean, if you're Bubba Wallace... Great job finishing third, running up towards the front. You got to finish that one. You got to you gotta finish that one. But overall, not bad. I mean, way better than some of the flat tracks we've had this year. But like you said, 1.5 wise, I'd put it towards the back of the list. Still, I, I just this car performs so much better on the 1.5s. Yeah, and I mean, Bubba had that great restart to get alongside Larson there and uh, kind of keep him pinned down, but still racing clean. Like you said, there was no contact 
Unfortunately, that next restart is what bit Bubba Wallace, and he statistically has been the best restarter in NASCAR this year. You know, he mentioned he decided to take the outside because it worked the previous restart, but he knew Chase Briscoe, who restarted alongside of him, was tight. And so maybe in hindsight, taking that inside line where Chase Briscoe doesn't push up a little bit into Bubba Wallace was the way to go because that allowed William Byron to get three wide, get underneath Bubba for the race win there. But you mentioned the playoff picture. Kyle Larson currently two points to the good. Bubba Wallace, amazingly enough, two points behind the cut line. They are the playoff bubble. Also below the playoff bubble, Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney, and Kyle Busch. Like I said, those three had rough finishes, all 25th or worse. Looking ahead of the cut line, Kyle Larson, like we said, is plus two, six points ahead of him. Brad Keselowski, four points ahead of that, is Ross Chastain. And then we got all the rest of our playoff drivers as well. So what are your thoughts just overall on the playoff picture with two races left before we get into our bets? Teamwork matters at Talladega. So, you know, just kind of looking at who's in, who's not in. Is this a week that Busher pushes Keselowski because Keselowski is so close and Busher's in a really good spot at plus 22. So like thinking about that, thinking about like teammates that like Alex Bowman, you know, does Penske, Logano help Blaney as much as possible. Like that kind of stuff is in the back of my head. But I mean, if you're a playoff driver, everything is in play right now because you're in Talladega. There's going to be issues and really no one's safe outside of maybe Denny Hamlin. Like Denny Hamlin can have a really bad Talladega race and still be okay. We'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, I saw I saw the sheet. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, playoff wise, good for William Byron. I have him 16 to one ticket that we talked about preseason. So I'm really hoping to cash that. But good for him. I mean, he took advantage of a bad restart and won the race that he shouldn't have won. So good for him. Sixth win this year for William Byron, which is incredible. I mean, that gives him just those six wins gives him 30 playoff points, uh, not even counting the stage wins as it'll reset going into Homestead or sorry, into Las Vegas. Yep. And uh, he's of course locked in there. So I mean, he's going to be looking really good to get to Phoenix barring some major issues at some pretty predictable tracks. So that's pretty mm-hmm. solid there for William Byron, but it is time to preview Talladega. I don't think we need to give too much of a preview here. It's super speedway racing. It's always the same kind of thing at Daytona and Talladega, little subtle differences between them. And then obviously the playoff picture makes some differences. So Stevie, what are you expecting from this race and, and kind of how are you handicapping it versus like a Daytona and with the playoff scenarios as well? You already gave a little bit of that with like the teammate stuff. Yeah. I mean, the teammate thing is definitely like non-statistical kind of looking at this race and that aspect of like, you know, if it comes down to the end of the race, you know, is Logano going to try to pass Blaney or is he going to push him to the next round of the playoffs? And I mean, I feel like, most situations you're going to push your teammate to a win, even Logano, like Logano. I wholeheartedly believe that Logano or Cindric would push Blaney to a win. Even like Cindric, like you don't have a win, but you're locked into that team for next year. You know, your contract situation. Yeah. You, you know want to win the team president. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you want to win, but like your team succeeding money wise helps a ton. And if you win a championship, there's huge money incentive to winning a championship. So yes. I, that is something that's super interesting. You know, Austin Dillon is a great, you know, super speedway racer. Is he going to help Kyle Busch? Well, yeah, of course he is. You know who else is going to be helping Kyle Busch? AJ Allmendinger and Justin Haley. That camp is going to be helping Kyle Busch. So just kind of thinking about like that, the team that's super interesting this week as a whole for this race in particular is Stuart Haas. They have no playoff 
whatsoever. So who do they help themselves? I mean, they go out and they try to win a race here. Do they, you know, try to get Kevin Harvick his final win of his career? I mean, this is probably his best chance outside of Phoenix. So, you know, kind of looking at that, I do feel like after last week and how many people had issues in the playoff picture last week that we get a pretty aggressive Talladega race and not just at the end. I think the beginning of this race is going to be somewhat aggressive, you know, stage points and stuff like that, especially because of all the issues last year or last week. So I think from start to finish, one, we know with this new car, track position matters so much on super speedways. Much harder to get to the front than previous cars. And then like two, like, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick, Bubba Walt, they're all below the cut line. These are all aggressive super speedway racers. Like, I think that we get a very aggressive race throughout and track position being so important that we're going to see a lot of three-wide racing this weekend, I feel. I think it's interesting for the win. I mean, you mentioned Stuart Haas, but like, let's look at like Legacy Motor Club. They're yep. in it to win it, right? Or or Front Row Motorsports with Gilliland, Michael McDowell. They're in it to win it. They're all either eliminated from the playoffs or never made the playoffs. So they just want to win, and they know if they put pressure on another playoff driver on that last lap, that other playoff driver cannot afford to wreck. They can't afford to make the reckless block. So that gives them a little bit of an advantage in that regards where they can be extra aggressive coming to the checkered flag at Talladega. And we always know with that start-finish line move further down the trioval, there's often a not even a last lap pass, not even a last corner pass, a last straightaway pass for the win at Talladega. So it's going to be a super interesting race. And you know, a lot of these guys in the playoff picture that aren't in it can put a lot of pressure if they don't have teammates already in. And, and even Justin Haley, he's going to a different team next year. I don't know what incentive is necessarily there for him particularly, especially because he hasn't always worked well with his teammates in the past at these super speedway races. So definitely a lot of interesting dynamics, but it is time, I should say, to dive into our bets for Talladega. As always, we're going to take you for a lap around the track. That is four turns. One pick from Stevie, one pick from me, Roto Doc, per turn before we drive in a victory lane. So it is time to take the green flag for Talladega. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. All right, we're barreling off into turn one, green flag. Everybody being aggressive, pushing into turn one. What do you got for us, Stevie? I feel like I said it already, but I'm going to go Kevin Harvick. He's 30 to one on BetMGM. This is going to be a half unit bet for me. Like I I told Nick pre-show that I have eight outrights already this week. All of them are half units and all of them are big odds. So this is one of the first times in weeks that I'm showing a lot of value just in general. And I mean, Kevin Harvick is someone that tries to run up to the front with the new car. His average running position is one of the highest when he's not wrecked out. Him and Amarola, like both teammates, like they want to run towards the front of the pack. So it's always about avoiding issues as far as like wrecks and stuff. But there is no way that Kevin Harvick is pushing anybody to a win in this race. If he has an opportunity, he's going to checkers or wreckers. So he might be the most aggressive driver on the field if he's up in the top five with five laps to go. So give me Kevin Harvick. And this is, I mean, there's not a ton of statistics outside the fact that like his average running position is where we want to see for a winner at this race. It's just more of, he's not helping anybody except for himself. Kevin Harvick, 30 to one is where I'm going. Turn one half unit bet. I like it. He's, I mean, this is one of his last chances ever to win a race in the cup series. And he is going to take that opportunity if the opportunity presents itself. 
For me, my turn one pick, I'm going with another 30 to 1 bet as well at that MGM, just like you half a unit. And I'm going Eric Jones, 30 to 1. This dude is good at super speedways. He's super aggressive, just like Kevin Harvick is going to be very aggressive. Eric Jones is just aggressive himself at super speedways. He always finds himself towards the front, and he doesn't even do it with teammate help. Like, Noah Gregson hasn't helped him this year, really. Last year, Ty Dillon didn't really help him get to the front of these races. He has a rookie teammate now, Carson Hostovar, who I don't know how much they're going to be able to work together. But Eric Jones always finds himself at the front of these super speedway races, especially in the next-gen car. But even, you know, back before the next-gen car, he was winning super speedway races. He's won a race at Daytona. He won a, uh, or sorry, an exhibition race at Daytona. Uh, he's had multiple top finishes at both Talladega and Super Speedway. So Eric Jones, for me, I'm going to take him 30 to 1. Like Kevin Harvick, he has every reason to be aggressive and just try to grab a win because uh, he's sitting here on a winless season as well. And they don't care about helping Chevy. I mean, no, not like, at all. Not at all. They They're care? moving to Toyota. So. Um, so I actually, I'm on this one too. I told you that I had eight. This is one of my eight outrights that I have this week. So I'm right there with you. Love the aggressiveness that Eric Jones has on these racetracks. You know, like you said, with the new car, I mean, he's someone that is going to get up there and mix it up and try to run up towards the front. So finished sixth in this race last year and had one of the best quality pass percentages. I like Eric Jones as well this week. Nice. And, and I like Kevin Hart at 30 to 1. I should be clear there. So both of us, Stevie and I, on 30 to 1 bets in bet, at BetMGM for turn one. So we got to go into turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. All right. Turn two, Stevie. Where are we going? Going right back to BetMGM. <laughs> Michael McDowell on BetMGM is 35 to 1. Uh, and this is another half unit outright that I like this week. You know, again, I, I said at the beginning, there's a lot of value this week on outrights, and Michael McDowell is one of them. Again, he's not helping anybody. He finished third in this race last year. He has a Daytona 500 win. He's aggressive on these racetracks now. We don't see the Michael McDowell sit back to the end, try to be there at the end of the race type of McDowell races anymore. So, I love the aggressiveness. I love the fact that he doesn't have a teammate or stake in this where he has to worry about it. And, you know, this is a team that has is fielding three cars this weekend. So love the upside here for front row. And I think they're really interesting across the board as far as like some top tens for Herps and Ford outrights. So I like McDowell at 35 to one this week. Yeah, McDowell is always interesting for me. I'm never on him unless he's like over 60. Just because, and even though he can be more aggressive and stuff like that, he has led a total of nine laps in the last 24 super speedway races. So I'm not going to be on him. I definitely get why you are. But for me, not on Michael McDowell. I just, I want to see more laps led. I want to see him running in the front more rather than, you know, being gifted the front. But I totally get it. I mean, the guy has been in contention to win better than one out of every 35 times at super speedway races. For my turn to pick, I'm going to go a little weird here. I'm going to take drivers to win the pole, and I'm going to go with Christopher Bell at 16 to 1, Ty Gibbs 20 to 1, Martin Truex Jr. 28 to 1. All of those are going to be half a unit. And then one more, Riley Herbst 125 to 1. I'm going to go 0.2 units on that. So starting with the first three drivers, all half a unit, they're all Toyota, Joe Gibbs racing drivers. Toyota has won all three poles at Talladega in the next gen car. Christopher Bell has won two of those three poles himself, so 16 to 1. Pretty interesting there. His other, he started six, so his average start is 2.7 at Dega 
in the next gen car. And oh, Christopher Bell has also won five of the last 11 pole positions <laughs> in all of NASCAR Cup Series racing. I know that's not really predictive, just an interesting little backup stat there on how well he has qualified in general recently. Ty Gibbs, he has a start of third at Talladega. And then the one that he made last year, he started 10th, but he didn't get to make a final round qualifying lap. It's likely he would have started seventh or sixth, or maybe even better based off the way most drivers improved from their first lap and their second lap. His first lap would have put him around seventh or sixth, or even maybe a little bit better depending on the improvement there. And then Martin Truex Jr. also has two top seven starts, including a second place at the three Talladega Super Speedway races. And Toyota themselves, I mean, they only have six cars, right? So they can only put in these three Talladega races a maximum of 18 cars inside that final round qualifying. They've put 12 of the 18 possible. So 67% of their qualifying efforts have ended up in a top 10. So that's, that's pretty darn good for Toyota there. For Riley Herbst, well, he's in that front row motorsports car, but that's really being prepared by Stuart Haas Racing. And he actually ended up qualifying sixth at the most recent Super Speedway race at Daytona. Ford has been fast in qualifying all year at Super Speedways. doesn't matter if it's Atlanta, Talladega, Daytona. They've been so fast. Ford and Toyota took the top eight spots in the first Talladega race, and Riley Herbst didn't participate in that one. But Stuart Haas cars did qualify second and fourth there. And again, at the most recent race at Daytona, all five, if I'm counting Riley Herbst, of the Stuart Haas cars started inside the top 10. So 125 to one. Yeah, I'm just going to sprinkle a little bit there on Riley Herbst. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't typically bet qualifying bets, but you make some interesting points as far as Toyota. I don't like, either. <laughs> yeah, like Bell, like just looking at the, the next-gen era, like Bell has started inside the top five in four of the seven races. And like you said, started on the pole, both races at Talladega, three straight poles. Like he's been the playoff pole king so far to start the playoffs. And I think the record's like five or six. So like he's closing in on the record, you know? But no, I mean, track position at Talladega mattering so much that these cars are trimmed out more than ever when we come to these racetracks and like seeing the statistics and stuff and the trends for Toyota is definitely um, very interesting here. Yeah. So a little interesting there in turn two, and then we got this nice, long, beautiful backstretch before we get into turn three. I do want to remind you all that running hot is presented by bet MGM use bonus code action when signing up to get $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, it is time to dive into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, let's get some good ones here in turn three. Yeah, I tweet out all the time, scheduled tweet when there's something that is just funny to me that happens like Bell's issues on pit road. That's just standard at this point. But this should be like a scheduled bet. Ty Dillon, top 10 plus 850. I have a half unit on this one. I mean, it's still, it's just something that I always bet at super speedways. He's finished 11th twice with the next gen car on super speedways. We almost got this at Daytona. He was running like eighth on the last lap and ended up finishing 11th in that race. So really thought we were getting the top 10. He just puts himself in like really good positions in these super speedway races. He's not going to win the race. I have every like thought in my brain telling me that he's not going to win this race, but he is going to be there at the end. 
You know, he's not the aggressive type. If we don't get a ton of crashes, he re- he finishes like 25th. But if we get some issues, which we should at Talladega, especially how aggressive we think this race is going to play out, he should be there at the end of this race. So I like Ty Dillon top 10 plus 850. Yeah, I like it too. I'm going to be right there with you half a unit on Ty Dillon at plus 850. And that, that's going to lead me into my turn three pick. I'm taking Chandler Smith plus 750 for a top 10 finish. For me, these guys, Ty Dillon, Chandler Smith, they're all they're not all the same. Like I do love how Ty Dillon, like you said, puts himself in really good positions. But in terms of the equipment, I mean, he's in a colleague car. In the colleague cars, they can compete at these super speedway races. I mean, Justin Haley was almost leading in the big rain race last year at Daytona. These guys are in equipment that can absolutely compete for a top 10. They're solid drivers. Uh, you know, Chandler Smith, very solid driver, finished really well in the truck series overall, has run well in Xfinity, has a race win there. And, you know, looking at the truck series, he, he led the most laps at Daytona in one of his Daytona starts in the truck series. Finished 15th in his only other, his one and only, I should say, super speedway start in the cup series. That was that Daytona race just recently. So, these odds are just too long for your Ty Gibbs, for your Chandler Smiths, when they're anything above like five and a half, six to one, something like that. I just want to play these guys for a top 10 finish just because all we need is one of these two guys to hit to make a, a pretty nice profit. The one thing I've noticed when I was looking at the data heading into the weekend and worries me a little bit, but also potentially helps Chandler Smith is like the colleague cars have sat back a lot more with the next gen cars. Like mm-hmm. we know how aggressive they were in Xfinity. We know how aggressive they were the year before we had the next gen car, but they both AJ and Haley average running position outside the top 20 that could potentially help Chandler Smith. I feel like you're putting Chandler Smith in this car to get him laps. So like you kind of just want him to sit back if you're the owner and like just getting laps here. So again, it's kind of the same situation with Ty Dillon. If there's no cautions and like we get a clean race, (laughs) we probably don't get this like top 10, but if we do get, a normal Talladega race, this has upside. Yeah, exactly. So top 10 bets for turn three. We got one turn left, and that is turn four. I'm Connor Daly, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. One more turn, like I said, Stevie. What do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to go to a winning manufacturer bet here, and it's Toyota plus 350. And they're plus 350 because they have a lot less cars in the field than Ford and Chevy. But quality of car matters um, so much. And you already talked about it when you were talking about the Toyota, you know, pole bets. This team or this organization manufacturer has, I say organization, 23 and 11, 23, 11, JGR, like the same thing in my head. But they have started on the pole every single one of these races. And we have five playoff drivers of the six Toyotas that are going to be in the field. They're going to be up there mixing it up. We talked about Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick being below the cut line. They're not sitting back. They need stage points. They're going to be running for track position. Have you ever seen Denny Hamlin sit back at a super speedway race? No, I've seen him back out of the pack and drive right back up to the front of the field because he's so good at these racetracks. But I mean, the one guy you always worry about is Truex. He needs a good race too. Like, Am I worried that Truex wouldn't block for a win? Sure. He's a lot better points-wise. Am I a little worried that Denny Hamlin doesn't block for a win? I mean, is Denny going to block either one of his cars if they're passing him in the fight? Probably not. Let's be honest. Come on, man. So I I like this one. I think that Toyota is going to have speed this weekend. And I think, like again, quality of car. They are going to be 
six really good cars is kind of what I'm trying to say. So quality of car, I'll play that against the the numbers and the odds here and take Toyota plus 350. Yeah, I, I like it. I think Toyota has a great chance to win this race. They are really strong. All their drivers are very strong overall. So this is the Toyota turn, and I'm going to go for my turn four pick to three top Toyota bets. I'm going to take Tyler Reddick at plus 625, Ty Gibbs at plus 700, and Martin Truex Jr. at plus 700. First of all, I just like these values regardless. There's only five Toyotas. If they were all equal, five to one would be fair. Now, yes, probably Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin should be short in terms of the odds here because of the two best Toyotas at this track type. But after that, everybody else is kind of the same, even Christopher Bell. So, like, you know, if everybody was plus 575, even plus 600 for the other four, I think that would be pretty fair. But also, there is a little bit, and I'm not saying a lot, but there's a little bit of a a deal here where Denny Hamlin, if it's getting crazy around him, he could back out and just try to, you know, avoid some late mayhem to just pull off a respectable finish. It doesn't have to be great. And here's, here's why. Last year, Joey Logano came into this race 30 points ahead of the cut line. He had 3,071 points after Texas, and the cut line was 30-41, so he's plus 30. Denny Hamlin is plus 37. He is 3,074 versus 3,037. So Denny Hamlin's actually an even better spot than Joey Logano, and Joey Logano just did not try at the end of the race there. He just rode around at the back of the pack and finished 27th, and that was good enough to get him a nice, comfortable points cushion going into the Roval. It wasn't amazingly good, but it was better than wrecking and finishing two or three laps down and and losing even more points. So Denny Hamlin has even more reason to potentially, I'm not saying you will, but potentially back out of it. And instead of being in the mix for, if he's in there like eighth, ninth, and it's getting wild right in front of him, he could just pull off to the side a little bit and finish 18th or 21st. And that's going to be totally fine for him. He'll be going into the Roval with at least a 20, 25 point cushion there, especially if you grab some stage points. So I think this is a spot where the favored Toyota has incentive to not go crazy here at the end of this race, which will open the door for the other five Toyotas. And then we're just taking the three Toyotas with the longest odds at the 3v2 at that point, if that were to happen. Do I think it'll happen? Not necessarily. Denny Hamlin is not that kind of guy, like you mentioned. He will occasionally back out if it's getting weird and then drive back through the field. But I think if he backs out of it, if it's getting weird towards the end here, there is absolutely a good reason to do that. Yeah, so I mean, I think Reddick's in a great spot. You know, he is really good on super speedways and he needs a good points day. He's really good at at road courses. So, he, you know, if he can set himself up for a good day here, he'll be really good going into the Roval. I think Ty Gibbs is the really interesting one here. If we have some issues and like some of the Toyotas wreck and he doesn't really need to help his teammates, he can be very aggressive at the end of this race. Mm -hmm. And honestly, Martin Truex Jr., it's eventually going to happen. He's eventually going to win one of these races. So um, uh, he's one of the outrights that I have this week. It's very rare that we get like Truex at 25 to 1. So I took that earlier this week. So, yeah, I mean, overall – this should be the Toyota corner and it's not on purpose, but I, I think both of us are showing a lot of value on the Toyotas this week. And I think it's just the books are like basing it off of numbers of cars more than like talent this week. I agree. I think that's uh, it's more a car count issue, but I think Toyota is going to be really strong this weekend, which does lead us in the victory lane. We've completed four turns, completed the lap of Talladega. We're going back to a Toyota for victory lane. So Stevie, what is the victory lane pick for Talladega? 
Yeah, as much as I wanted to, you know, fist bump you with like Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe with their amazing paint schemes, we're going to go back to the Toyota camp for our victory lane pick this week and go Tyler Reddick 30 to 1 to get the W this week. Again, like just showing value overall on the Toyotas. We know that Tyler Reddick is an aggressive super speedway racer. I mean, if he wrecks this week being aggressive, he plays the pit early strategy twice next week at the Roval and puts himself in a position to try to win the Roval. So I think we're going to see a guy that's below the cut line be aggressive for stage points and to try to win this race. I think 2311 is going to be aggressive in general. So we're getting much better odds on Reddick than we are on Bubba. Bubba is like 14 to 15 to 1, and we're getting Reddick at double odds. And honestly, Reddick's had just as much success on super speedways. Yeah, Reddick has come close to winning before. I mean, I know he made some aggressive moves at Daytona once with that Richard Childress car and uh, ended up wrecking. wrecking he pushed he lead. pushed Austin Dillon to the win last year at Daytona where yeah, he could have exactly. you know tried to win the race. Exactly. So Tyler Reddick, uh, very solid at 30 to 1. I like him a lot at 30 to 1 as well. So I'm going to be on that with you. Tyler Reddick, 30 to 1, our victory lane pick for Talladega. So that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Yellowwood 500 episode of Running Hot Action Networks Motorsports Betting Podcast. We'll be back here next week, same time, same place as always, to talk about bets for the Bank of America Roval 400 over at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course. On behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thank you again for listening. We'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.